podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the AI Fantasy Football Show. I'm your host, Guy Drinkle. Um, and in this one, we are just going to be pretty much laughing at my wild card, which was awful. Um, but on this Pancake Day special of the Fantasy Football Pod, uh, which is, if you're not from the UK, I don't know if you celebrate over there, but it's just an excuse to eat pancakes. Um, but I'll introduce my guests and then we'll get into the old scores and stuff like that. Um, bit of a rarity, Adam Petruccioni. How are you doing, Adam? That's a burger. Did, yeah, I, have, did I pronounce that right? Uh, better than I do. Good, good. <laughs> yeah, man, I haven't been able to part with you guys since early in the season. Those were uh, those were the days. On top of the uh, mini league, I felt like a genius back then. <laughs> now I'm just now I'm just happy if I could figure out a way to get the Nilo out of my team. <laughs> oh dear. I mean, top 10's the script for me nowadays. Uh, gone, gone are the Champions League spots in the old Contributor League. Uh, but with us as well is Simon Darling. How are you doing, sir? Yeah, not bad at all. Yeah. I'm looking for, forward to having a big stack of pancakes at some point today. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And joining us as well, a bit of a stacked pod, is Jay Reed. How are you doing, Jay? Great, because I'm above you in the AI League. Oh, God. So, two points. So, yes, I'm great. Uh, yeah, all good, uh, considering the weekend. But, yeah, it's Pancake Day. Everyone's happy and smiley. The sun's shining. So, let's have a good one. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I didn't realise you were above me in the league, you dickhead. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, Jay, I'm going to have to start with you now. Um, how did you do in the last week? Just above average, which is how I normally roll around the average mark. Um, 52 points. I I think I made two transfers. Yeah, I did. I uh, I made some defensive transfers from the week previous. So I take out uh, Wan-Bissaka because he was meant to be out for the season, and he wasn't. And I took out John Stones <laughs> because Simon. he's probably out for the season. Um and I replaced him with Trent Alexander-Arnold, who scored nine, which was great. And Luke Shaw, who scored one, which wasn't great. Uh, across my team, it was a pretty shit week. I got good points for Allison, eight. Trent, nine. Uh, Lendeloff and Shaw, one apiece at the back. Uh, midfield was Dyer. I got Son, who got two. I might talk about him later. Salah got three. Pogba was my captain, who got minus two. Dreadful choice. Uh, David Silva picked up seven. I think he got an assist. Uh, Michi picked up seven. Uh, Lacazette, four. Got an assist. And Jimenez was the saviour. He got me 12. So it was a pretty average week. On my bench, though, I did have 15 points. I had Ward Prowse, Bennett, and Kafkas, or Kafkas Horse, as Dave Hendrick was calling him last week. Okay. Uh, who actually would have got me a little bit more. I was debating putting Ward Prowse because he seems to be on a scoring streak, but. I might come to him later when I come onto the Sun subject. Yeah, fair enough. Um, I can tell you, you did a lot better than I did. <laughs> um, Simon, how did you do? Uh, I did okay. I got 43. I've kind of had a bit of a... I mean, this is probably going to sound like the world's smallest violin, but I went from 3,000 rank to 6,000 rank in the oh, last three no. weeks. I know, yeah. Awful. I'm just kind of back where I was like four or five weeks back so I'm kind of just I've had a few bad weeks but I think it's been quite low it's been very low scoring weeks for most people so it hasn't affected too badly Um, yeah so I got 43 I got somehow I got Barrett got me six even though the, they lost one nil he just made a ridiculous amount of save points and he got two bonus points Um. Robertson five, Doherty, uh, the one time that they actually keep a clean sheet, he comes off the bench and gets himself <laughs> a lovely one point. So that's beautiful. And five points for um, Diop 
who I brought in for one Pisaka, who also scored five. So, I mean, yeah, it wasn't the best transfer then. My midfield was brutal. Two for Sun, three for Mo, minus one for Pogba. And I captained Sterling, who got me a total of six. Up front, I got two for Rashford, two for Aguero, and 12 for Jimenez. So pretty much all my points came from Jimenez. And that's, yeah, not a great score, but average. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he just reminded me how much of a dickhead Pogba is. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, God, I mean, he was on for what, an assist and a goal? Uh, Then he does that. Um, Yeah, um, Adam, how did you do? Oh, man, I would love to get 52 points. I had 41. Um, Basically, all my points came from Fabianski, uh, Trent, um, Higuain, and I captain Sterling. (laughs) <laughs> and the rest of us just a horror show. Uh transferred in Higuain, uh, so that was the bright spot of the week. But I also transferred in uh, Fabian Schar. He got a nice uh, zero for me. That was great. Uh, yeah, I've just been following sort of uh, popular consensus the past couple of weeks, which last week was uh, Aubameyang was supposed to be uh, you know, on for like a hat trick or something, and he barely played. And then this week... Uh, everybody was saying Sterling would like run riot and he didn't do anything either. So just, uh, you know, that's kind of how it's gone for me recently. So that's, that's why I'm slipping down the rankings. Well, speaking of slipping down the rankings, I'll blow you all out of the water with my massive 33 points. Uh, used my wild card. Um, did not go well, as you can tell. Um, but highlights for me, I mean, you've pretty much all mentioned um, Robertson 5, Alison 8. Um, Batshuayi seven, and Sterling was my captain with six. Um, nothing on my bench really at all. Um, had David Luiz in the first game, he doesn't play, which is grand. Um, yeah, and it was an absolute shower of horrendousness. Um, but yeah, we'll move on from the points because I don't want to talk about. Well, we did the laugh at guys wildcard bit in the agenda there. Um. Obviously, quite a theme of that points tallying up there was the lack of Liverpool attackers scoring there. Um, Obviously, we've seen Mane have a decent patch of form um, in spells, but, I mean, when we play away from home, we aren't scoring goals. We've had two consecutive nil-nils away from home, not created anything against United. We should have at least scored against Everton, uh, maybe a couple of goals, but... I mean, Jay, I'll start with you on this. Um, Liverpool's forward line, I mean, Salah's obviously the most expensive player in the game, but, I mean, he's just just been horrendous pretty much this year, hasn't he? Yeah, I think I've, I've probably mentioned this on previous pods, where if two out of three play well, we play well. And lately it's been one out of three, and it's been money. Um Although midweek against Watford, Salah looked like he was a man mm. possessed. Whether it was because it was Watford, I don't know. But he was just terrorising Watford. That uh, left-back must have went home and had nightmares about him because he ragged him inside and out. And I thought, maybe this is it. Maybe he's realised what he needs to do is just play from the right and just go at players. And then on Sunday, he seemed to slip back into his shell that he was in for the previous three or four weeks. So it's a really strange one. Um when you come to the FPL, then it's a bit of a nightmare to, what do you do? Do you, do you keep a player who's potentially there to explode and score a hat-trick at any time, given our fixtures coming up, that is more than possible? Or do you go with the tried and tested back line where we're, we're obviously solid? Um, and if you've got one of Robertson or Trent plus Allison, then you're pretty much guaranteed about 12 to 15 points a week. So that that's the route I've taken for the past few weeks is get a full-back in. And I've had Allison for a, a while now. He had a bit of a shaky period where he conceded a few goals on the bounce. But now that we've seen sort of a settled back line again with Matip back in and Trent's back into the right-back position, we've settled back down. So well, I'm sticking with that. And I, I don't think I'll get rid of Salah just purely because of bias loyalty. So it's it's a hard one because he takes up so much of your cash as well. And you got to keep him until thirty one because 
uh, Liverpool and Chelsea are the only top six teams that are playing that week. So yeah, if you, if you get rid of Salah before 31, you're just asking for trouble. Of course, you look at the fixtures and Burnley at home and Fulham away. Their goals against record is, I think, combined around about 112. So it's screaming out for somebody to bring right. To be fair, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. I think it. I think it's around about 60 odd for Fulham and 50 Jeez. plus for <laughs> uh, Burnley. I'll double check and I'll get back to you on that one. Right. <laughs> uh, I mean, Fulham are just abysmal. So yeah, I think that's a good that's a good point there. I don't know. To be fair, um, Simon, um, I'm not sure if you have any of the Liverpool forwards, but I mean, it's a very barren spell for us up front. Yeah, I have Mo as well, um, and I was going to get Manny in, where maybe this week or next week, but I've actually now went for Trent instead. So I'm going to have Trent. Robertson and Mo Salah um, as my three. Uh, I just think with the way we've been playing, I just I don't know if Klopp is going to unleash the team now that we're not leading the pack anymore. But um, I just think it's I know I don't know. I think Mane is still a nice pick, but um, especially at home. But the away form is the troubling one, and I just think you can bank more and getting either both of the full box or getting Van Dyke or or Allison, I think like I think they will probably bring in less points. They have less um they're what am I trying to say? Sorry. They'll probably bring in like a nice amount of points every week, whereas Mo or Mane could blank, but they could also you know, have like a massive yeah. score. So um the only thing about I did definitely as Adam said, I think you'd be mad to lose Mo at this point just based on the fact that we play in, in the next week. But also the last time he dropped in price, he scored he scored a hat trick the following weekend. So be warned, um, and he's very possibly could score three against Burnley at home. But I do wonder if this he's. He's he's he needs one more to score his fiftieth. I wonder if that's playing something on his mind a little bit. You know, he's trying to just he just wants to break that fifty, and he might just be panicking a little bit. You know, he's not because he does seem a little bit like he's just has just that last little bit of the move is just not there at the moment. He's been like that for about a month. You know, where he's just just seems like there's something wrong in his head or he's I don't know I don't know what it is but he's playing well but he just can't seem to score at the moment yeah that seems to be the problem I mean we mentioned I think Jay mentioned Watford he was he was in shout for man of the match and he didn't get a goal or assist he was he was like a man possessed and uh, even against Everton I mean he did his finishing was abysmal but he was still the only attacker that was actually in the game in that match um but Adam, you obviously mentioned um, planning ahead for thirty-one there by keeping Salah. But beyond that, I mean, if he can't score, well, he probably scored against Burnley or get points against Burnley because he seems to. We seem to play well at home. But if he can't score against Fulham away, and um, Jay's just come um, confirmed the start of one hundred eighteen goals against combined for them two teams. Um, I mean. If if we if he doesn't get big returns against these two teams, we do have to plan without Salah FPL. I'm not Liverpool wise, obviously. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what you guys are looking at in terms of like your strategy for the chips and stuff like that. But I mean, for me, I'm trying to set up for 31 and then do the free hit for 32, and then the original team comes back in 33, and then I'm going to wild card in 34 and bench boost after that. So for me. In 34, when I do that wild card, I mean, yeah, if if he's not producing at that point, then obviously the, you're going to like reshuffle that money and try to bring in like Hazard and Son or something like that, but um, or or put it towards the the back line and maybe just use Liverpool players in the back line because it seems like nobody can, nobody can score against us. So uh, so at least there's that. But um, yeah, I just think it's especially when you get a player that's that expensive, um. And with the the blanks coming up, it's just 
it feels like it's impossible to to work in a, a plan where you would get rid of him at this point. You just got to at least get past 31. Yeah, yeah, all, all fair, all fair. Um, but speaking of um, forwards who have came in and not been in bad form themselves, but have seemingly ruined other forwards, um, Jay, um, I think on the last pod we discussed possibly Harry Kane coming back, and I think, Simon, you actually made the point that when he's back, he seems to be rushed back. But Jay, um, we've seen Harry Kane come back, and he's got returns himself, but everyone around him has seemingly just fell off a cliff. Son was the hot, probably the hottest property in the Premier League whilst Kane was out. And, I mean, even just watching the games, you can just see that Son is a completely polar opposite player. Um, but what, I mean, I don't have any Spurs assets. I think I changed that with my wild card. But, I mean, I can't, I, I can't see who you'd bring in other than maybe Harry Kane. Yeah, I think I mentioned maybe in our WhatsApp group that um, I've got a Spurs fan, a friend who's a fan, and he said, He's always rushed back because he's Harry Kane and he he comes back because of his name and he tends to take too much of the focus on his own shoulders and it seems as though because he's the focal point that everything has to go through him and as you've mentioned, it takes away from a lot of the other players. So uh, Son was the, the hot property in the last two weeks whether he's out of position because he's not the main man going forward, I don't know. But he seems to be, um, you don't want to touch him with the barge bill at the moment. So Harry Kane is a is a high inter- high investment. If you are going to take him, you are going to probably have to sacrifice Aguero or Salah in your team if you've got one of them players, or Raheem Sterling if you want to try and finance to get Harry Kane in. But the danger always is he's rushed back and he gets injured again because he, he's done it in the past. He's come back three or four times from injuries and he breaks down because they rush him back and realistically, their season now just hinges on the Champions League. I mean, obviously, they've got one foot in the next round by being 3-0 up against Dortmund, but they're not going to catch anyone in the Premier League. Uh, they're out of both domestic cups. So, they should really be putting all the chips into the Champions League if you were a Spurs fan, and that's something that you're going to aim for. So, if that was me, would you then not play Harry Kane so much in the league? has to keep him fresh for your Champions League fixtures. Maybe that's something that Pochettino will look further down the line is rotating what squad he does have and keeping him fresh for the Champions League. But at the moment, uh, Son is probably one of the players in my team who I'm looking to potentially transfer out because he's rarely gone cold considering how hot he was. So it's something that I'm going to look at going into game week 31 because I've just had a little look at my squad and out of a potential... 14, 15 players. I've got three who are eligible for game week 31. So some serious thinking is going to have to be going on mm. going into that week. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I'm, I, I might just uh, go on holiday for game week 31. <laughs> Good God. Um, Adam, I mean, what, what's, your, what's your take on the whole um, Tottenham situation? Obviously, you can mention Kane and Son if you want, but I mean, even, even what was once a solid defence probably a season or two seasons ago. I mean, I'm, I'm just looking at Spurs. I mean, there's literally no one there that I want in my FPL team. <laughs> yeah, I've pretty much gone the whole season without having really any Spurs assets. I just, uh, you know, it's, it's part of the way that they rotate. It's just too hard to really figure out who's going to be, uh, you know, in terms of like the fullbacks and the center backs. Even they sort of rotate, so it's it's just hard to get a handle on who you would even bring in. You know, it's when Son was on his run, like that was the only pick, but now that looks like it's thrown off. You know, maybe maybe when I wild card, uh, Lloris has had a pretty good season, sort of under the radar, but. Uh, other than that, I can't really see bringing in anybody from them. So, and plus, they're just a terrible team. So, <laughs> don't really want any white shirts in my team to be on. <laughs> and um, Simon, your thoughts on Spurs this season? Obviously, we're wanting a title race for a week um, or so. Um, but as Adam said, I've pretty much gone through this entire season. I mean, I think I've had Deli Ali once or twice um, in between his injuries and had Son during his hot spell um, and Harry Kane for, for a little bit. But other than that, 
I mean, there's no one I suppose that really jumps off the page for me. I mean, what what's your been, what's your strategy been for Spurs players this season? Yeah, I had Kane for a little bit. Son, I had when he went through that really nice spell. Um, and I think I might have had Ericsson for like a week or two, but I don't remember. He was one of the other ones who would have always been a nice pick from Spurs, but even he hasn't really been doing that much. Uh, I just don't know what's... There's just something weird at Spurs at the moment. Injuries and yeah. they're just not... Especially, I mean, like they're doing quite well in the league, I suppose, but in terms of FPL-wise, I just don't think there's anyone who really stands out apart from... Kane now that he's back and he scored in his last I think he scored two in his last three but I mean you know it's very expensive and I just and Ericsson's playing Ericsson's playing really deep too yeah now that Kane's back so so it's hard and Son is just I just don't think that he can play them both and I think this is a thing that we talked about a little bit was that I think Kane is actually bad for Son and I think they'd be better with you know with no Kane which is a it's probably not a point that a lot of people would share especially Spurs fans but I mean I just think they seem a lot more effective when Kane wasn't fit there for about a month or so they just seem to score more and play better but um, I think he needs to find a way to make them both work or maybe as Adam said, maybe he will just start to look at the Champions League a little bit more um, and rest up Harry Kane for that. But I don't think he will, but I think that would be their best way because they're probably going to finish third or fourth no, no, no matter what at this point. Um, but yeah, I'm like you. I look through and I can't see anyone really that I want right now, maybe on the wild card, um, if they find a bit of form. But yeah, not not really much there from Spurs. Yeah, I fully agree with everything all of you have said there. Uh, just nothing there at all. Um, we've had well, we've had a couple um managerial changes. As I just remembered, Fulham sacked uh, Ranieri as well, but probably the one that impacts FPL a bit more. Um, Simon, I'll stick with you first. Actually, um. Firstly, what what do you make of Brendan Rodgers going to Leicester without FPL connotations? And then secondly, how do you think that will affect um, potential FPL assets? I mean, Pereira, Vardy, um, I don't know, Thielmans or whatever. Um, what, what What's your thoughts on the whole Brendan Rodgers appointment? Well, I, th- I think it is a pretty good fit for him, actually. It's kind of like a team with a, a, lot, of go- a lot of good y- young p- p- players in there. Um, some nice people who can score and attack well. I think the defence is going to be brutal, as it normally <laughs> is under him. Um, and I have, I'm a Pereira owner, which is unfortunate, but I think he should get more returns at the other end of the pitch. But I just, they haven't been great at the back anyway. And he's playing, it looks like he's playing three at the back. Mm. Uh, and he's brought back the uh, the powerhouse of West Morgan. So, I mean, you know, I think I don't think the players are really quality enough. Um, even with th- even with three of them at the back, I don't think we'll see a lot of clean sheets. But up front, Vardy has been, you know, he's bigged him up as as his kind of main prospect, and he's always a, a nice person to pick up in FBL he seems to score even if he only has that one little one little chance you know even though he mightn't do a thing for most of the match he barely even touches the ball but he's, he kind of he always finds a way to score that one and um, Harvey Barnes is a cheap option but I, there seems to be a little bit of hype about him but mm. he, he could be one if you're if you've not got much money Um Madison, I just I've had him in my team, and he's the most frustrating player to own in FBL. He just he seems to play quite well, or he seems to do okay, but he he's not really a great FBL pick. Um, Tillmans, yeah, he could be an interesting one, but again, I think it's a I think 
right now it's wait I think I maybe wait a little bit. They have quite nice fixtures though. Um and they play in thirty one. So I could see why you'd maybe get one or two, but I definitely wouldn't be getting more than two personally. And at the moment I think I'll probably just stick with Pereira as it is. Um maybe Harvey Barnes is tempting if I need a person who's not expensive. Simon, I, I gotta tell you, I think you're overlooking one major factor here. Uh, Colo Torre as the oh. defensive coach. <laughs> so, you know, get your get your uh, Leicester defensive assets while you can, folks. Well, I'm not oh, sure God. if even he can make Wes Morgan a good defender, but we'll see. <laughs> he's probably a better. He's probably a better defender <laughs> still. <probably is. laughs> if, if he was actually in in that back three, I would be all over all over the Leicester defenders then. <laughs> oh God. Everyone, Do not put everyone. anything past Brendan. <laughs> uh, I mean, that, that young Turkish centre-back who looks like Lord Farquaad must be seething. <laughs> can't get it over Wes Morgan. Oh, dear. Adam, um, what, what's your thoughts on Leicester now that they've got um, good old character back in, back in the uh, team? A lot of character in that squad. A lot of character, yeah. Um... <laughs> Yeah, all jokes aside, I think people should probably wait. I mean, listen, given their fixtures, you might give Vardy regardless, but the guys who are sort of uh, trendy or fringe players, like um, like we were talking about Barnes, I mean, I just wouldn't touch those guys because you just never know what what Rodgers is going to do in terms of how he's going to shift people's positions and stuff like that. So, And that's not really a knock on Brendan <laughs> I've done that on plenty of other pods, but uh, it's just from an FBL perspective, I think you just have no idea what, what he's going to end up putting out there in the next few weeks. And to, unless players are just absolutely nailed on like Vardy is. So, um, so yeah, I'd stay away. Yeah, I'd probably echo the same thing there, but Jay, I, I'm not sure if you watched them um, against Watford the other day, but, wasn't that impressive, but they did seem to get better, and as Simon mentioned, played three at the back. I mean, we've mentioned Vardy and stuff like that, obviously Pereira, but three at the back, does that make Pereira and Chilwell better options, I suppose? Yeah, I'm literally just overlooking potential movements for Game Week 31 now, and two teams stand out, uh, Leicester and West Ham. So Leicester play the reverse of what we do, so they play Fulham this week, and then they play Burnley the week after. And I think um, West Ham, I've got Huddersfield and Cardiff, if I'm correct. I could be wrong. Um, let's have a just a quick scan. Uh, yeah, Cardiff away and then Huddersfield at home. So ideally, if you are going to scrape around for a few bargain players, then Leicester and West Ham could be your options of where you can pick up a few potential cheap assets for a couple of weeks um, who might actually get you somewhere. So... The player who did stand out to me was Chilwell um, and potentially Vardy. Uh, but from, from Leicester especially, I'd go for Chilwell at 5 million. If he's going to be playing a left wing back role, then that could be somewhere where you might see a little bit of joy and a little bit of uh, potential points gains. When it comes to West Ham, though, however, you've got ooh, Antonio at 6.8 is a mid-range um, midfield option. But then one that I think could be a dark horse lookout for from West Ham is Lanzini, who's back in the team mm. and he's he's got a few minutes lately. Um, at 6.4, he's only selected by 0.1% no, of players in the game. So he's someone that isn't very popular. Um, and when you compare him to other West Ham assets, Felipe Anderson's 15% and Altovic is just under 7 Uh and then Antonio's 1.7, Chicharito 1.6. So not many people are on the West Ham train apart from Fabianski, obviously, because he's a consistent save bonus scorer. But that could be a, a shout that people might want to have a look at for the next couple of weeks of if you're looking for players who are going to feature across the next couple of game weeks with nice, healthy fixtures, really. Yeah, I mean, that's a good segue. I mean, I'll, I'll go through the um, Game Week 31 fixtures um, just because this, this is easier to plan ahead and then we'll come back to the um, Game Week 30 fixtures um, and then have a little look at captains and stuff. But 31-wise, um, we've got Bournemouth v Newcastle, Burnley v Leicester, West Ham v Huddersfield, Fulham v Liverpool, Everton v Chelsea. And um, Simon, obviously a limited game week there, Um 
with only five matches. But um, have, you, have you done any forward planning for game week 31 or are you just pl- praying that <laughs> your players that you already have turn up? Yeah, I'm pretty much doing the same plan that Adam mentioned earlier where I've been trying to just build a little bit towards 31 um, and then I'm going to use my free hidden 32. So, um, But I've been trying to keep players who either I have a lot of money in them like Pogba and Diardy and stuff like that and um, I probably plan to only have eight, eight I'd say maybe nine if I decide to take a hit so I have been kind of I've been trying to kind of just get rid of my more kind of like my more bench type squad I've moved on people like Ben Narok and, and things like that um, for kind of cheaper people who are playing the blank so I'm I'm not really expecting a lot from from it to be honest with you um but I have plans to try and get eight out and see what happens I mean I'm looking at probably someone like Hazard or Hig in as well like they might be worth bringing in for a hit but uh, there's not really a lot I mean there's not much there so I don't think you need to really have a full team out and to worry about it that much. Um, yeah, if you if you end up with eight, that's yeah. looking pretty good. I mean, I've, I've been planning for a couple of weeks for it, and I'm I think I'm only gonna have seven unless I do a hit. So yeah, it's probably a week that you could take a hit or two, and it'll probably be okay because most people will. I think I'd say there'll be a lot of people hitting that week, um, and a hit is not. It's, I mean, it's it's a, it's still a four-point hit, but the fact that you have a person who will at least play, you should get at least you know a point or two back. So it's kind of worth the risk in a way. Mm. But, mm. Adam, um, obviously you've mentioned your plan and stuff like that. For I mean, have you done? I know it's a, a week ahead, but have you looked at any players in, in specifically that um, you could bring in? I mean, Bournemouth have been awful uh, but I, I think Callum Wilson's near a return he's probably one who jumps out at me yeah so Higuain is a is a big part of my strategy there and then I've actually uh, this is just part of my demise here but I've actually had Wilson through his entire injury oh, spell gosh. here Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> and now now it's gonna work out all this, all this uh, planning is uh is gonna work out for me but um no so I've got those two. I've got uh, Fabian Charles, like I said. So that was part of the reason that I brought him in. Uh, to, so hopefully he does a little bit better than zero. Um, and then I've got Sal and, and Trent uh, right now. And uh, yeah, I mean, I'm looking at the West Ham uh, options as well. I was just looking at how they're setting up now that they have Lanzini back. So, that, so last week they played uh, 4-1, 4-1. You know, so Declan Rice, he could be an option to bring in and defense. And then, yeah, Lanzini's a good shout. They're still playing Felipe Anderson on the wing. You know, so the the big sort of like balls on the table move there would be like uh, Arnautovic, right? Because he, he played briefly last week. So then, is he good for at least 60 minutes? Uh... <laughs> I don't know. So I'll be looking. I'll be looking at that and checking in with the West Ham uh, boards and stuff to see if he's actually going to come back. Because I think that would be like a huge differential as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a fair point. That's a fair point. Um, I mean, it's just a weird one with uh, West Ham. I think obviously they're one of the better teams on paper, and obviously have Huddersfield. But I think Felipe Anderson is just going to get his scores up here. I think he's not done anything for probably since they've played us. Um, yeah, just twos and threes since he played us and obviously got an eight against us with a dodgy assist. And before that, it was game week 19's last return, uh, or decent return. Um, so West Ham's a weird one. So yeah, I think looking away from Philippe Anderson at West Ham might be the one. Um, yeah, um, I have accidentally got eight players for uh, game week 31 and I'll probably use my free transfer to get another one in whether that's Sterling or Hazard for one week and whatever um, but yeah it, it's, a, it's a tough one but um, if we go back to 
um, game week 30, we can kind of discuss um, captain picks and then we'll get into transfers and stuff that people are looking at. Um, Jay, I'll start with you. Obviously, a full fixture list this time rather than a limited one. I mean, we'll start with the captain's pick and then we'll finish on transfers, but who, who are you looking at captain-wise? Uh, probably go with Salah. Uh, again, the loyalty. And we're at home. And he just tends to perform at home. I think I think Adam mentioned before that the monkey on the back of this 50th goal for Liverpool might be weighing a bit on the shoulders. Um, but after the last week in the derby, which obviously we've glossed over very quickly, but that was something that's hit Liverpool Twitter and the Liverpool fans more than it's hurt the Liverpool players, I think. And Klopp was very riled by the fact of people questioning him. For me, we had every right to question him, especially as substitutes. Mm, yeah. Um, but we've got a whole week to prepare now. It depends how you look at that. Usually we're better playing every three days. Yeah, we gotta we got to check the wind forecast before we make our captain's picks. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, that main stand should keep out a little bit of wind, depending on the direction. Uh, but... <laughs> we we shen, we tend to be good at home and we are going to be playing after Man City so let's be honest we, we probably expect Man City to get maximum points at home to Watford so we're going to go into the game four points behind Man City so if anything a 12 o'clock kickoff isn't ideal for the crowd because everyone's a bit groggy on a Sunday morning but we need to get up for this and we've only got five games left at home there will be rallying calls I imagine come Thursday, Friday on Twitter for the fan groups to to rise up and get some atmosphere going in the ground. And we've had it the last few weeks, to be fair. It has been a lot better and it's going to be needed on Sunday, especially at, at 12 o'clock in the afternoon. And if anything, an early goal always helps. And if, if Salah can get that, it'll relieve a lot of tension within him. So I'm going to go with Salah. Um, but I am going to probably take a hit on... Two transfer uh, well, two, I'll use my free transfer and take a minus four planning for game week thirty one because, as I say, three players is pretty dismal. I'm going to try and at least get up to six or seven. So, transfer wise, I don't know yet, but I am very tempted by at least one Leicester player considering they got Fulham at home. So probably mm. Vardy and maybe Chilwell. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, we'll come. We'll come back to the transfer and then maybe have a. A bit of a chat because we uh, have a have a decent amount of time left. We'll have a little uh, lucky loot for people. Um, Simon, the secret behind our win at Wat- win versus Watford. Um, obviously, mm-hmm. <laughs> you're the absolute of the problem. We need to get you a season yeah. ticket. Um, oh, that sounds fantastic. I'll take that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> if anyone wants to just you know post to me, that's fine. Needs, I'll take it. <laughs> needs must. Needs must. We got a title for you. Um, but what are you looking at, Captain Myers? Uh, Aguero, I think it's gonna to have to be for me. Um, but Mo is my vice at the moment, and I'm very torn between the two. I just think that it's kind of hard. I feel like I feel bad picking a Man City player, but you know, it doesn't really. It's not. It makes no. It has no actual impact on what the match would be like. But they have struggled in the last few weeks as well. I mean. One nail in their last, their last two. So, I mean, even that's not a great pick, but he does tend to play quite well at home. So, I, I think I'll, I'll probably wake up at some point and just randomly pick between the two. But at the moment, I have it on Aguero. Fair dues. I'm thinking something similar. Um, um, Adam, who you got eyes on for captain? <laughs> it's, it's never a good sign when you're looking at your team and you, and <laughs> you, <say> yeah. Wilson. <laughs> yeah yeah but it's never a good sign when you're looking at your team and you can't see a good candidate for a captain but uh no i think actually i, I think the united uh arsenal match is looking <laughs> that's, that's probably going to be at least like a 4-3 game or something like that so mm. you know uh thankfully i didn't Captain Pogba this last week, but I might look at him again or Rashford. Um, yeah, I don't, <laughs> I don't think I can trust Salah enough. As as sad as that is, so so I think it's going to be either Pogba or Rashford. 
Fair enough, fair enough. Inter- interesting shot there. I mean, Arsenal Man United games do tend to be absolutely mental, so that's a fair one there. Um, for me, it's probably between Aguero or Sterling. Um, I think it's too much of a gamble on Salah. Uh, I'm not sure who'd be the differential there, so probably put it on Sterling just to be a smidge different um, to Simon there. Um, we'll finish on, on transfers then, and I might as well start because this is where I do my tinkering. Um, I'm looking at a couple players here. Um, I got David Luiz in, and uh, as I mentioned when we were going through the points at the start, it's probably the only game he didn't play, and I think they defended okay against Fulham. Um, Christiansen got better as the game went on. Um, so hopefully, well, not hopefully, but if Christiansen's done enough to keep his spot, that could mean the end of David Luiz. I'm looking at him. Um potentially but I also have Glenn Murray who I don't know why I got in but I think it was probably because of the fixtures more so than his returns um yeah Brighton's fixtures wasn't, wasn't for his looks um no <laughs> no no it wasn't um but yeah Brighton have good fixtures or had good fixtures um but they just don't have any goal threat whatsoever and I thought Glenn Murray was once a reliable goal scorer seemingly not so I think Glenn Murray's probably the more more likely one to get rid of because I think David Luiz will probably come back in so I mean he costs 6.3 is is there anyone striker wise in, in that bargain basement bit or mid-range I should say that that is a good option there I mean I already have Mitchie who's probably one of the options but um Adam anyone in the uh mid-range of strikers that you'd look at <laughs> uh not really, not really one that fits with all the game week uh, craziness that's gonna that's gonna be happening in the next couple of weeks. Um, for me, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess I guess you should prioritize like midfield and and attack in terms of like the transfers that you make in the next couple of weeks. But um, I still uh, Declan Rice looks pretty good to me, just with their with their fixtures coming up. So I might bring him in, um, and then. Uh, Stretches to two, uh, either Brooks or Fraser look pretty good at five point oh and six point one as well. Yeah, for I think Fraser. I've got Brooks already myself. I think Fraser's a good shout. Obviously, to play in the thirty-one as well. Um, G. Obviously, I've got my own issues there. I mean, is there? Obviously, you mentioned um, you're fixing. You think for game week thirty-one and Chilwell and Vardy. Any other positions that maybe long term or even short term that you um, questioning? Um, well, as, as mentioned earlier, on Son um, is one that I'm looking at. Eight point eight sees he, he frees up quite a bit of cash in the midfield, um, so he's a potential target that I could be looking to change. Um, I've not looked too deep into that, but as I mentioned earlier, on Lanzini at six point one is probably a bargain that you could pick up that might get a few sneaky points, and obviously he features in game week thirty one. If you are looking for a cheap striker. Um, 6.5, Josh King of Bournemouth. Obviously, he does mm. feature in game week 31. They've got Huddersfield away, <clears throat> excuse me, this week, and in Newcastle at home. If Wilson isn't fully fit, obviously, big Dom Solanke isn't there taking the ball by the horn. So, <laughs> go for Josh King at 6.5. He's probably someone that isn't overly popular in the game. Let's have a quick look. 6.2% of people pick him. So he's a, he's probably popular in some circles, I imagine, with a lot of Bournemouth fans. Um, Same point to Rashford as well, just noticed so. <clears> Yeah, so he, 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 team, he takes the penalties, obviously, when Wilson's not there, and he is their focal point of their attack. So if you're looking for someone to pick up on the cheap, there's obviously Josh King at 6.5, or an Alcibich at 6.8, and... It all depends on if he's back and if he's going to get maximum minutes. But if you're looking for the player to feature across the next couple of weeks, there's a couple that you could potentially pop yourself in. Um, but yeah, I'm going to be looking at a bit of surgery over the next few weeks. So I might just take a couple of minus fours myself and just try and bulk up for game week 31, but keep the core of my players for game week 32. We've got two game weeks, so I've got I know Mark Roberts won't like this. I've got three United players, but um, needs most of the time when they're actually playing pretty well. <laughs> Mark's going to get you. Um, 
Simon, any positions you're looking at um, transfer-wise, long-term or short-term? Um, I've already made my transfers oh. last night, actually. I know I <laughs> I made them because I wouldn't have been able to afford them. Otherwise, I actually took out Rashford, which now I'm starting to think could have been a mistake. But mm-hmm. I just think that with the fixtures um, the, and they blank in 31, and then I will bring them back in on my free hit in 32, probably. But I think big Ram is looking more of the threat at the mo- at the moment yeah. there. So I think he's actually probably who I'll bring in in the 32 blank. But I took out Rashford and Bednarak and I brought in Trent and Rondon. Um, mm. Which, right, I, yeah, it's... I'm not when I say it out loud, it doesn't sound great. <laughs> I was gonna know. say <laughs> Bednarok is like just he's not gonna play next week and they have pretty bad fixtures and Rondon is worth it for bringing in Trent, I think. And Rondon I mean they have quite nice fixtures and he has been Yeah. Somewhat dependent. Okay, like I was l- looking at Ashley Barnes. But the fact that he plays us away it just kind of put me off him a little bit. But he has got nice fixtures after that. So he might be one that you'd look at possibly. But mm. he's been doing okay. But I just don't know if I trust Burnley. I mean, not that I trust, you know, Rondon to score. But um, I think if anyone is going to score, it'll probably be him. Uh, but yeah. And around that price, then I guess for you, you've also got Wilson as an option. Yeah. He, back, he's 6.3. But he's I just, the most eye catching one, isn't he? Yeah. It just depends. Will he come back instantly or will he? Will it be a few weeks before he starts to score well again? It's hard to know. Yeah, it's funny, guy. I was looking at the most transferred in for the, for the week list, and uh, Zaha's number one was like over 53. Mm-hmm. Thousand transferred in, and um, and he's got a blank for a thirty-one. So <laughs> it just tells you there's a lot of people out there that aren't really paying attention. But uh, he could be a good pick after that. Yeah, I mean, he is a he is a he's a weird player, Zaha, but he seems to have um, improved as the brought in Batuai. I mean, who who knew not playing Ben Teke was a good idea? <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm just looking at returns for Zaha. 13, 1, and 9 in the last three. Not too bad. Um, I mean, what what, what, what do you make of Crystal Palace? Obviously, got decent fixtures. Obviously, blank on 31. But they've got Brighton, who have been abysmal this year. Then Huddersfield, then Newcastle. I mean, I've got Batshuayi. Um, you've mentioned Zaha there, Adam. Um, not too much else in, in the team. But they've got decent fixtures apart from a two... Um, Two horrendous games in a row in thirty four and thirty five. But Adam, what what do you make of Crystal Palace? I think Sackle's injured for the season. I think which makes them less solid, I suppose. But um, yeah, could you potentially get free um, Crystal Palace players in if you Wan Bissaka is probably the most popular one? Zaha and Batshuayi. <laughs> oh Simon, oh, Simon. Um, no, uh, <laughs> yeah, it could be. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, obviously Juan Misaka, Juan Misaka, the uh, you know he's uh, should should have been a mainstay in all of our teams. We've had a little bit of uh, in, internal miscommunication on on the status of his health, we'll put it that way. But uh, but anyway, I I only asked the question. I never made the statement. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't you didn't know how much we were backing on uh, your opinion, Simon, but. Uh, no, anyways, uh, I think I think Slope is probably the other player that you might that you might look at. Um, you know, I guess he could he could get returns either way for for uh, clean sheets or for uh, uh, for attacking returns as well. So, um, yeah, and then and then Batshuayi and, and Zaha. I think those are the three really. Yeah, yeah, good shout, good shout. Um, but I I've, I've got. Well, I've I've got no more really transfer queries. Has anyone else got any positions they need a bit of round table uh, think tank on? No, yeah, we'll finish up. Well, I might as well finish up there then. Um, we'll come to plugs, Adam. I imagine you've got a certain podcast to plug and maybe any articles. Yeah, uh, so we recorded uh, Rate Donate last night. So if you're an AI Pro listener, check that out. And if you're not, uh 
you should sign up. And then uh, I've got an article coming out as well uh, next 24 hours or so that um, is uh, just talks about sort of trying to enjoy the the moment for Liverpool, uh, even though things seem sort of dire at the moment. Uh, just like, you know, uh, this is going to be one of our best points totals ever in the Premier League era. So even though uh, <laughs> even though it's tough at the moment, I think uh, we have to like at least try to enjoy the way that the team is playing. Um, otherwise, what are we watching for, you know? Yeah, yeah, even though, as you said, it's tough at the minute <laughs> with the uh, lack of form. Um, Simon, anything plug-wise? Nothing that I'm on, but I really enjoyed the uh, tactics weekly pod with um, Paul, Hamza and Rodzi. Uh, it's an in- just a kind of an interesting talk about the last two matches, the Watford and, uh, and the Everton match. Some interesting things were spoken about, so check that one out on AI Pro. Yeah, it was a good one. I recorded that one. And Jay, anything you want to let the know, let the people know about? I said that wrong, even way, but anyway. <laughs> yeah, we got there in the end. Um, not really, no. Um, if you want an argument on Twitter about Lalana and Henderson, then add me, and I'll probably have an argument with you about that. Um, up until we probably do a face-off about one of these players, I imagine coming the end of the season. There's a break coming up. <laughs> oh, yes. So here we go. Um, yep, you'll find me ranting and raving about one of them two more than likely with yourself on a pod in the international break. So listen out for that, I would say. I'll try and rope Tom in and then I'll just go away for half an hour and come back. <laughs> yeah, go on mute. Go on mute for half an hour. Make a cup of tea, walk the dog. And then come back when one of us has blew the speaker up. <laughs> uh, Adam knows too much about that. <laughs> but yeah, we'll uh, we'll finish up there. Thanks for joining me, you three, and thanks for listening, everyone at home. If you've got any um, fantasy questions that you don't want me to answer, and probably look at Simon because he's better than me. <laughs> um, but if you want to, if you want to ask us any questions, just tweet me, uh, and I'll get them to whoever's hosting. But I tend to be on every show, uh, one way or another. But yeah, just uh, any questions, get them to me, and we'll discuss them on the next pod. Um, but yeah, thanks for listening, everybody. Goodbye. <laughs>